Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hello, all you magical muses, and welcome to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. I am Little Leah. I'm in toques and sweaters and uh with me as always is my beautiful blonde co-host also in a sweater keeping warm carla wainwright hi leah but i'm naked under the sweater (laughs) (laughs) we're not even 30 seconds into the show and we are in the pit of filth uh before we get rolling today guess what just in time for the holiday season, you could own your own piece of the Radical Sex Witches merch. Do you want our tits on a mug? We've got that. Do you want our logo on a, on a hoodie, on a shirt? You fucking name it, we got it. And so Carla has set up this awesome Etsy store. The link is going to be in the show notes. Go take a look at what we've got. There's some pretty great stuff. Yeah, super excited to be launching this. And uh, we also, if you buy something, we want to see a picture of you wearing it. Fuck yeah. Tag us. Mm-hmm. Tag us tag on us. Instagram. We want to see it. So very excited. And I mean, when we get our own, we will take some pictures and put them up online as well. Anyways, today we are talking about being your own best lover and why just waiting for someone else to give you the toe curling orgasms you've been longing for isn't the best idea. We want you to learn how to do that for yourself. And in fact, we think that if we change our personal views and focus on self-pleasuring, aka masturbation, we would live in a very different reality. And just like before, you know, I pass it over to you, Carla, I participated in being my own best lover right before this recording. (laughs) That's amazing. This is the only place I can admit (laughs) that. Thank you for sharing that. Nobody else gives a fuck, but here I can tell you. (laughs) I totally care. That's awesome. Thanks, Leah. (laughs) Maybe that's why you're so animated today. (laughs) I am. I'm all late and happy and the world fucking great. <laughs> awesome. Well, I totally agree. You know, I if everyone became their own best lover, if self-pleasuring was something that you made as a time of deep connection and intimacy to yourself, where you create more love, self-love and acceptance, where you experience more relaxation so that you can have more openness and experience free, free flow of energy. You know, if people did that, our world would be a really different place. I agree. So let's start with our bodies and how self-pleasure can be really confronting and difficult for women. Yes. So, um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of women really, really struggle with masturbation. Mm -hmm. Um, They love sex, but they also struggle with masturbation. I have many clients who, um, yeah, really enjoy sex with a partner, but are not interested in self-pleasuring at all. Uh, They just, yeah, they have lots of stories around that. I think that a lot of women feel a lot of guilt and shame, which may have come from their childhoods, uh, stories, you know, um, I think it's easier for men because their genitals are on the outside to just learn how to masturbate. And there's also a society, we've talked about this, there's like a societal expectation for men, boys will masturbate, but girls, uh, it's more shameful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I find that really weird because it's like, oh, he's just having his private time. And I remember instances with my brother, not like being there or anything, but you know, <laughs> don't worry. My brother's never going to listen to this. If he does, I hope I can run faster than him. But, you know, like the internet became a thing 
and the door would be locked in the office. And my mom would just be like, you leave him alone in there. And I'd be like, ew, gross. <laughs> Not that ever, like I had the door locked in there, but like, would that have been the same story for me? Let's call my mom right now and find out. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Put her on the speakerphone. She'd fucking kill me. <laughs> <gasps> that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can ask her after the show's done. Um, but I do know like a lot of women have told me that when they were little girls, like they would rub up against a table or, or rub themselves like, you know, little, like three or four and, you know, be shamed for that in some way. Right. So that's right. Get your hands out of your pants. Um, anyhow. So I think a lot of women have a lot of guilt and shame and, you know, pleasure for a lot of women also leads to disconnection and dissociation. So I I think fantasy can be a really wonderful thing, but a lot of women just use fantasy to be able to get themselves off that um, just being with their own bodies uh, is difficult. They haven't really given themselves the time to explore that. So having to kind of check out and have a really what amounts to a disembodied experience of, of pleasure. And I think for, for men and women uh, pushing our bodies quickly towards climax, like getting it done and being goal oriented rather than slowing down is uh, usually how most people uh, masturbate. I only had 10 minutes before we started this recording. So, I mean, I, I was on that limit. <laughs> yeah. And you know, sometimes a quickie is awesome. All kinds of quickies <laughs> can be awesome, but it shouldn't be the only way, right? No, but of I course think, not. I think for a lot of people, the only way they know how to masturbate is to really, it's just like, how can I get myself to orgasm as fast as possible? Mm-hmm. Um, so if we shift that and we and we work at like rewiring our whole system through being intentional, what that does actually is it it provides a really deep anchor for the body and it it creates kind of like a heightened awareness in your nervous system and your sensitivity. And what happens as a result of that is a lot of really deep healing can happen, like deep healing from our past experiences, our beliefs, um, our relationships with our bodies, like we can start to, instead of having shame about our bodies or feeling, you know, hatred or disgust about our bodies, we can really develop a really positive experience if we give ourselves the space to do that. Do you ever wonder if like the ghosts of your ancestors are watching you masturbate? Because that does pop into my head sometimes. Well, now I Grandma, is that you? Like, there. <laughs> I'm sorry to go down this rabbit hole, but like, honestly, (laughs) if you've listened to any of our other shows, like ghosts love me. So I'm not like on my bed without a blanket on, like I'm I'm (laughs) hiding underneath of it there. Like, but what about the blanket ghosts? Fuck you, Carla. (laughs) Sorry. Don't totally ruin jerking off for me. (laughs) Now I'm going to be like lifting up the covers and being like, grandpa, you in there? (laughs) You know, they probably, it's showtime for them, right? You know, they probably have both seats up at the corner of the ceiling. They're placing their bets on how That's long right. it takes. They're like, oh, she's going to watch squirting porn again versus lesbians versus this. Like, you know, like what else is there to do in the afterlife? But I mean, I'd be so spying on everybody. Anyways, to take what Carla was just saying <laughs> one step further. There is a di- direct connection between how you relate to your body sexually and how available you are to experience love and intimacy with others. Yes, it's really true. And I, and I think a lot of people don't really realize that. So, 
you know, if we have a fear ourselves about being intimate with our own bodies, then we in many ways also have a fear about another person really feeling and connecting to us and being able to really be ourselves with another person. Um, When we are dependent on someone else for our pleasure, we actually really give away our power also. Um, This is like in your intro where you said, you know, waiting for somebody else to give us that sexual experience that we're really Mm -hmm. longing for. So we just completely disempower ourselves. um, And instead of owning our own sexuality and pleasure as an, um, an empowered person who takes their own needs, what can happen in relationship is it shifts in a largely unconscious way towards like neediness, dependency, and projection. Um, and this is, yeah, this is another reason why it's so important to really own your own pleasure and really get to know yourself, what feels good, how to get yourself off and really luxuriate in that. So you will be a much better lover and you will have a much more empowered relationship with others mm-hmm. if you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, you're learning, you're learning what you like. And so when you're in the bedroom with uh, another person and, you know, they're trying to stuff a turkey for Christmas, you could be like, no, no. If you give a little thumb stroke to the man in the canoe, this is going to go a lot better. That's right. Whatever. Or maybe a thumb in the bum. I don't know. Whatever you're into. We don't can't <laughs> shame on the radical sex with sex, which is <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Being able to communicate what you like. And the only way you're going to really know what you like is if you spend time learning what that is. Yeah. You can't always rely on being with a lover. And then this one time someone just blows your mind and like, that's what you want forever. I mean, like if I was going to do that, like my vagina would have already fallen off. I've been single for two years. I don't even like people like Barbie doll now. I wish. (laughs) Anyways, and it doesn't mean, you know, if you just masturbate from time to time or even regularly, then it's, you know, it's all good. Yeah. So this kind of circles back. It's about intention. So how are you masturbating? Is it just kind of, you know, you're dissociated from your body. You're just sort of thinking about the same old fantasy over and over and over again to get off. Are you just focusing entirely on, on having that climax as fast as possible? Um, So that's a kind of like unconscious habitual pattern. Uh, you know, how do you know, how are you able to really drop in and be with yourself in an intentional way about learning what you like or um, trying something different or really reaching new states of pleasure and perhaps ecstasy? So what are the things that you really want to be sexually? That's a, that's a really great question to ask yourself. Like, who do you want to be sexually? How do you want to show up in your life for yourself and maybe in, in a relationship with someone else? What is it that you want to experience and how can you bring those qualities that you've identified into your self-pleasuring? So you could even just come up with, you know, some words, you know, I want to be like really powerful or I want to be, um, oh, what are some of the things like, yeah, really luminescent. I really want to be, um, what are some of the things you'd want to be, Leah? My mind's trying to blank for a second. I want to be the sluttiest version I can possibly be of yeah. myself. Exactly. Exactly. Like it could be anything, but yeah. then how do you bring that into your self-pleasuring? So it's almost like you end up role-playing in uh, um, yeah. with yourself. It's like, I want to be a badass bitch in bed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how are you going to do that? Get some practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that. you know, go ahead. You were going to say something. No, I just said, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be really fun and mixing it up. And then all of that gets you out of that rut too, because I think a lot for a lot of people too, if like anything, like you can get bored 
with masturbation if it's always the same old, same old, right? So, you know, we like change. We like we like things to, to mix things up. And this is a way that you can do it as well. Mm-hmm. And, and just like coming back also to the, the piece about relationships, I think that how you self-pleasure really affects um, how you date. So, you know, if you're feeling perhaps sad and defeated and insecure about dating and in your self-pleasuring, you feel lonely and weird about self-pleasuring because you're not having success in the dating, uh, the dating world, you take that energy on when you're dating. So if you contrast that with claiming your own pleasure as a source of empowerment, of energy, of excitement that lights you up from the inside out, you're going to have a totally different experience of your worth. And as a result, you'll date differently. So I think that it creates a magnetic attraction for good or bad. Well, now this all makes sense of why I'm really good at masturbating because I'm a badass nomad by myself and I'm I'm pretty okay with it. I know that I make jokes all the time. I'm like, wah, wah. I don't have anyone in my life. You guys, that's just a shtick. I can't even be bothered. <laughs> you could if you wanted to. You're choosing not to. Absolutely. Um, so you have a holistic sex practice to share with our listeners, and it's one that's designed to support women to reverse a sexual pleasuring pattern that doesn't work and replace it with a positive pattern that instead serves them. Ooh, I'm excited. Yes. So if you are recognizing yourself in someone who may have like these kind of habitual tendencies, uh, kind of checking out maybe always just going to the vibrator and getting it done as fast as possible and are curious about having a more integrated, intentional sexual practice, I want to share with you some tools. I'm going to talk about each of the tools super briefly, and then I'm going to talk about how you can put them together to start to, um, yeah, relearn how to have this really super pleasurable um, masturbation experience, self-pleasuring experience, and and really effectively become your, your own best lover. So the first tool is breath. And, you know, we're really aware of breath often when we're with a partner, but we're not always aware of our breath with ourselves. And so just focusing on your breath, it helps with sensitizing your body, feeling more, uh, creating more connection. It also helps us slow down, which is like the number one thing to do when we're being more intentional about self-pleasuring is to slow down. Um, Your breath also helps break through blockages or walls inside, or if you're feeling shut down, or if you notice you're kind of checking out, the breath can bring you back if you focus on that. And it's super important for soothing the nervous system. So that's one important tool. I think that's important because um, I don't, do you think that it's common for people, maybe women, I don't know, maybe men too, who cares? The show isn't about them, but do you think that people are holding their breath when they're in these sexual experiences? Because just as you were saying that to like slow things down, I'm like, man, I'm rushing for that climax. And I find myself that I am holding my breath. I'm like, "Ah!" I don't even like my brain just automatically does that. Yes. So we do hold our breath and we also tense and clench our muscles. And that is one of the things that brings about like this, the nervous system becomes more activated. And for sure, like when you're approaching climax, you are in a more activated state. And so, yes, we do hold our breath, but if we actually slow our breath down or more expansive with our breath and we relax our bodies, we will have a much bigger orgasmic experience. Mm. That's one of the ways to like extend your orgasm, have a full body orgasm, feel more sensation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think we do. You're absolutely right. Like often you'll catch yourselves like, holy shit, I've been holding my breath. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I think even in everyday life, I had read something once that people on average are just in general holding their breaths and not even realizing that, right? So I'm really not surprised that this is it translates to the bedroom. Yes. I mean, holding your breath is a sign of, of your nervous system being dysregulated. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not healthy to hold your breath. It's it's a stress response. Mm-hmm. So yeah, coming back to uh, a, 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 you know, a more expansive breath, like sometimes in sex, the breath is really rapid and mm-hmm. that's, you know, that feels really good. It's not to say that you can't have that kind of breath, but just to be mm-hmm. aware of it and also modulate it and notice how different breath gives a different outcome. Right. Yeah. Um, the next tool is sound. And uh, it's amazing how many women are completely silent. Um, And uh, I know that often feels like a safety thing, but sound is such an amazing portal to surrender. And it really helps move energy inside the body. It's super powerful. And so, um, you know, if you feel self-conscious about sound when you're having sex with someone, you know, start having sound when you're having sex with yourself, start to get used to it. It, uh, That's another thing, like we'll repress the sound maybe we have shame, maybe we have a story about, you know, we needing to be quiet, or, you know, you were caught once, and you have to be quiet, but liberating that sound. um, Again, it's like trapped energy. If you don't, it's trapped energy, we want to let that out. So it's another important tool to explore. That's a really good point. And even like, when you're with a partner, and I mean, this goes for guys too. Like, if there's no sound, I'm like, are you having a good time? (laughs) Hello? Are you? Is this thing on? (laughs) So let it rip. Who cares? I mean, you just licked that guy's booty hole. You might as well like trumpet like a swan. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. It can be super. How much worse is like your sound going to be from the sex act that you just did? They go together. We categorize things like this is okay, but this isn't okay. You compare them side by side. It's like, really? (laughs) (laughs) You just went ass to mouth, you guys. Like. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I agree. Okay, next tool, movement. So movement um, brings more awareness into your body, that embodiment piece, like instead of checking out, coming back in your body and squeezing and releasing your body is a way to to really stay connected with what's happening in the moment. Um, You bring strength and you build strength through movement and awareness, like strength of your sexual energy. And Liberated movement creates embodied sexuality, and it also really gives you a sense of freedom. So this is kind of like sound. If you're just like lying there. Again, are you having a good time? Hello? (laughs) Exactly. So movement. And then I just want to share that breath, sound, and movement together. I'm sure I've said this on the show before. These three things together, they're like magic when you put them together. If you want to get out of your mind and into your body, Breath, sound, and movement, all three together. That is the magic elixir, the embodiment elixir. So bring those three things in and it's going to make a really big difference. Yes. Okay. Energy as another tool. I got three more. Energy. If you're sensitive to energy, some people really feel energy flowing in their bodies. Um, It's amazing to let energy yeah, just flow through different parts and even directing energy, like sexual energy. And we've talked a lot about that, of course, here, but directing mm-hmm. that sexual energy, different body parts and focusing on that, that again, is a way to stay connected to the present moment. And then the last two also, they're also important, but the last two, I, I really want to emphasize. So slowing down, which I've mentioned, this is so important for developing sensitivity in your body. So if you want to feel more pleasure and ecstasy and all of those good things, you need to slow down. 
slowing down is really excellent if you feel numb or shut down in any way. Um, it's really excellent for uh, habituated masturbation patterns. And it just slows, it just helps with so much. And it can feel super confronting because if you're used to doing it fast, slowing down is going to bug the shit out of you at first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes perseverance and repetition, but it's worth it. 100% worth it. Agree. And then the last one is intention, which is just, yeah, like what, what are you, what are you really desiring? What are you calling forth from like your experience? And um, it, you know, your intention could be to heal, to restore pleasure, to celebrate uh, qualities about your body, about your personality, having an open heart, uh, attention for the experience of whatever it is that you're really calling forth. And it's a game changer. So rather than it be, it's just like, I'm feeling a little horny or I just need to, to get this done. There's something deeper under there. And how can you bring that alive through your self-pleasuring practice? Mm-hmm. So I've given you a bunch here. So we've got breath, sound, movement, energy, slowing down and intention. And so my suggestion for the practice, the holistic sex, sex practice is to pick three and make that the focus of your self-pleasuring for like the next one to four four weeks. But you got to do it more than once, right? Like, let's say you're going to commit to self-pleasuring twice a week. And you're going to say, like, I really want to focus on sound, uh, movement, and slowing down. So those will be the three focuses that you're going to really stay connected to in your self-pleasuring practice. And then just stick with that over a period of time and see what happens. And then you can shift and choose other things. So I think this is particularly helpful if you're, if you're perhaps struggling in some way, like maybe you're not masturbating, maybe um, you're just kind of like doing it so so quickly, have these habituated patterns, and you're looking for a way to actually have this more full, complete experience that we're talking about. Yeah. And if you want to become a mega masturbator, that, you know, you're going to be the ultimate, your own best lover, contact Carla. She does one-on-one coaching and she can customize some practices for you. True. I do. I do. So yeah, absolutely. This is something that I do with women is, you know, figuring out where those confronting pieces are and how to support, you know, the body, mind, the nervous system, all those pieces and coming up with practices, customized self-pleasuring practices. It's totally my jam. (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) That's my jam on your face. Any final thoughts that you want to share? (laughs) Okay, you have to do this every time before we record because you are amazing. <laughs> I'm Excuse make me, did you just calendar. say I'm only funnier because I masturbated? Oh, you're before especially this? funny today. <laughs> you're always funny, but you're like next level. But you know what? Today. Looks aren't everything. Uh got it. Noted. <laughs> Are we going to do a check-in at the intro every time? (laughs) And listeners at home, every time I bring up that I masturbated, drink. (laughs) (laughs) Radical sex, which is drinking game. Yeah. Okay. One more point, though. One more point. So I think it's really important to add to the importance of all of this is uh, your own foreplay. So, um, you know, if you want to be your own best lover, being a a great lover, of course, you know, being in bed and having sex is really important, but it's also like the whole package. So, you know, how can you get yourself really turned on by life 
so that you can get really turned on sexually for yourself. So just some simple ideas. Make a list of the 20 epic dating scenarios that you would really love to do. Make a list of 50 things that bring you joy, especially things that engage the five senses. And then start doing those things on your lists, like court yourself. Uh, maybe you really want to go on a trip. Maybe it's like going to a restaurant and having this particular meal. Maybe it's going for a long walk, um, you know, in a really beautiful place. Think about the things that you would love to do on a date and don't wait. Do them yourself. Um, do the things that bring you joy. And, you know, bringing those extra pieces in adds so much to really enrich the experience of really falling in love with ourselves, which is how to be your own, own best lover. Yeah. And when you do that, you're going to be the best version of yourself for by the time that other person does come into the picture. Just like what RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, yeah. you will love anybody else. Yep. Anyways, next time on the Radical Sex Witches, oh, we're going to the sexual evolution. I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla. We are the Radical Sex Witches, and we will see you next time. Hello, witchy listener. It's Carla here. If you're feeling disconnected from pleasure and unfulfilled in life, reach out to me and let's connect on a free call. I love helping women like you shift to owning your sexual power, reconnecting to your body, and finding your unique radical sex witch within. Go to CarlaWainwright.com or find my contact info in the show notes. Let's co-create a life for you that is truly turned on.